You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to a game day edition of the Locked On Longhorns podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. On today's show, we got Ari Temkin of Sirius XM Radio, Big 12 radio show, joining in a little bit as he's going to help me get ready for this game. Uh, just a, a few notes. I want to remind you to come back tomorrow uh, on the show. We are going to have our, our Alamo Bowl recap. Talk about what we saw in the game, what it means for the Longhorns going forward, uh, and obviously just talk about the game itself, what were our biggest takeaways from the Texas Longhorns in the Valero Alamo Bowl. A couple of notes that was interesting. Uh, Sam Ellinger will be joining Drew Brees in Alamo Bowl history once again. Now, if you remember last year when they beat the number 11 Utah Utes in the Alamo Bowl, he joined Drew Brees with one of the biggest upsets in Alamo Bowl history. In 1998, Drew Brees led a Purdue Boilermakers into the Alamo Bowl where they defeated the number four ranked Kansas State Wildcats. So he's going to do it once again. Once Sam Ellinger takes snaps, he will be the only the second quarterback in Alamo Bowl history to make a a second start in in his collegiate career. And, you know, it's it's often you hear these ties between Sam Ellinger and Drew Brees. You know, prior to the Sugar Bowl and the, the 2019 Sugar Bowl, he showed up to the Mercedes-Benz Superdome wearing a Drew Brees high school jersey. Obviously, both players went to Austin-Westlake, so they have those ties and, and – so you hear these ties again. So I think it's a, it's a fun thing. It's exciting for him. Uh, a couple of notes from Tom Herman. He met with the media on Monday. And a couple of notes, a couple of takeaways from that. Okay, so it was announced that in replacement of Brennan Eagles, who opted out and, and is going to the NFL draft, uh, Brennan Schooler, the graduate transfer from Arizona, took a majority of the snaps throughout practice playing the X position, which is the outside wide receiver spot that Brendan Ingles had played. He will see a chunk of the plays, which begs the question, what happened to Tariq Black, the graduate transfer from Michigan? Uh, He was named the starter to begin the season. Shortly after that, by week three, Brendan Ingles was back to starting again. Um, You know, there were issues with drops, fumbles, uh, so it's it's interesting to see what happened there. Uh, another thing, Jalen Ford will be starting at middle linebacker in this game uh, tonight between Texas and Colorado. One of the big reasons why is the targeting ejection for Jawan Mitchell in the second half against Kansas State. So by rule, he has to sit out the first half of the following game. It would have been against Kansas, but... Since the Kansas game was canceled, Jawan Mitchell will miss the first half. Uh, but it was also noted by Tom Herman that Jawan Mitchell has confirmed to the team that he will return in 2021. So this defense is, is going to look pretty good, I think, uh, 
with who they're going to have back. DeMarvin Obershone and Juwan Mitchell both. So you have your two starting linebackers. Josh Thompson is going to be back, so one of your starting corners. Uh, and, and then you have Deshaun Jameson, who is your other starting corner. Uh, both have, have come out and said that they will be back in 2021. I think that's a good start for this defense, whether it's Tom Herman's defense or a new head coach. Uh, it remains to be seen what's going to happen the next several weeks after the Alamo Bowl. Uh, Tom Herman did mention the team, the players, will have two and a half weeks off. Uh, coaching staff will have a week and a half off before they get back to work because they still have work to do. They've got to finalize this 2021 recruiting cycle with the second signing day coming up in February. So uh, they got work to do, a lot of work to do. You know, I thought it was there was an interesting note that Tom Herman said that there's still some seniors that have indicated they're going to come back, uh, but they will not be announcing that yet because Tom Herman wants to give them the opportunity uh, to make their announcements as as the other seniors were able to do with social media posts and, and things of that nature. So it'll be really interesting to see which seniors he's talking about. I mean, we've heard from, you know, Cade Brewer, Denzel Okapor coming back, uh, maybe possibly a Derek Kerstetter. Uh, you know, he, he's a guy that people have mentioned as, as coming back. Uh, but coming up next, we're actually going to get into our conversation with Ari Temkin as we get you prepared for this game. But as you get ready for this game, you got to be ready for some football. College football is in bowl season. Obviously tonight, Texas, Colorado. You also have Oklahoma State, Miami, and the Cheez-It Bowl going into the final week of the NFL and the playoff pictures becoming clear, but there's still spots. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. If you want to get set up for the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Washington football team, or maybe you want to bet on the Dallas Cowboys versus the New York Giants, or maybe you're looking at some of these college playoff matchups. You want to check out betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, before. We get into this conversation with Ari Temkin. I want to remind you that betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, quick hitting advice, and make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome to the Locked on Longhorns podcast on a Alamo Bowl preview day. Uh, Tonight, we have Texas Longhorns, Colorado Buffaloes taking on the Alamo Bowl in the Alamo City, San Antonio. Uh, and I thought I'd bring an expert from San Antonio. Thank you. Onto San the show. Expert. Ex San Antonio expert. Uh, Ari Timpkin of the uh, Big 12 radio show, Sirius XM Radio. Uh, well, Ari, let's, let's dive on into it. So, obviously, there's two Big 12 bowl games today, uh, Cheez-It Bowl and the Alamo Bowl. But obviously, this is Longhorn, so 
we're not really going to talk about the Cheetah Bowl because nobody cares about Oklahoma State versus Miami. <laughs> so let's talk Texas, Colorado. First off, when you heard that that this was the matchup, what was what was like your first thought? Colorado, I remember them. They used to play football in the Big Twelve. <laughs> in the but also in, I mean, because they played five games. They remember they they lost their head coach way at the end of the cycle last year when when Mel Tucker left to become the the Michigan State head coach, mm. and then they go and they hire Carl Durrell, who's I mean, done phenomenal considering I think expectations were so low, but you know, it's just so funny because it's like, you've got two teams. You think about how teams grow over the course of a season, you know, and, and you see this in all sports every year, but a a team, the way that they start the year and the way that they finish, they're two different teams. They go through all kinds of changes and metamorphoses and stuff. And so it's like, here's Colorado in the middle of their season playing a Texas team that is at the end of their season. And these two teams are just, in two different, completely different parts of their season. Texas has reached the checkout point of the season where everybody except for Sam Ellinger's checked out and Colorado's, you know, just hoping to play, play a game here because they've only had five to play this year. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a, a team that you could say kind of got shafted in the uh, PAC 12 championship, um, considering they had the second right. best record of any team not named USC. And then right. USC goes and, craps a bed and let's Oregon take it from them. Um, I mean, it's, it's a tough situation. I think uh, I really like their running back for Colorado. Yeah. Uh, Jared Broussard. Uh, he had a really big game against Arizona. He's averaging 162 yards a game uh, rushing, you know, he has a low number of touchdowns. So, uh, but I mean, obviously Colorado hasn't played that many games. So my big question is when, when you look at this, team on paper where where is texas going to have the biggest issues is it going to be the run defense without a joseph aside without a taquan graham without caden Stearns, without chris brown i could go on and on about all the names that are not going to be playing on this defense yeah i mean it's it's pretty incredible the amount of players that are going to be missing from this team and so yeah i mean you look at if, if this game were being played in the middle of the season for texas really you know in the last couple of weeks where everybody's playing and healthy it's a, di- it's a different – you're going to be looking at this game completely differently because Texas's rush defense became really good over the course of the season. Started off really bad and became really good. But now it's like, well, what do you expect? Because this is this is a team that's going to want to try to run the football. And you mentioned Broussard, who's, you know, who's, who's carried the load for them at six yards a carry. But, you know, Sam Neuer also a big factor for them, you know, both throwing the football and running it from a quarterback position. So – I think based on what I know in terms of, well, Colorado is pretty decent offensively versus Texas and all these question marks across the board on defense, you know, that that's, that's a concern. And then of course the offensive line, you know, with the injuries there, Sam Cosme um, being, you know, being, it's gonna be a very young offensive line. Um, the, the one, the one part of this that you can't overlook is Sam Ellinger. And if this is Sam Ellinger's last game, you know, I mean, this guy is just going to will his team as close as he can possibly get it. Like, that's the X factor here is I think a lot of things favor Colorado here just because Texas is missing so many guys. And Colorado has a lot to prove, quote unquote, this year because of what you said about the Pac-12 championship, only playing five games and being four and one. But I just I, I just don't see a way in which Sam Ellinger loses this football game. Yeah, you talked about Sam Cosme is is obviously he's opted out. He's going to the NFL draft. Uh, Andre Carrick, 
Uh, he kind of filled in at left tackle in the second half against Kansas State. Kansas State has a really good front four. He didn't allow a single pressure yeah. uh, in the entire second half. So there's there's some positive there. The great thing about Cosme leaving is you're getting a look at Carrick. Like, right. can he be the guy? Uh, Jalen Garth, who has missed the entire season for an injury that he sustained while he was in high school, he's now back and he can play. Well, that's good because Derek Kerstetter is gone because he had he had surgery. Uh, now we're hearing reports from Chip Brown at 24-7 that Denzel Okafor is not even going to play. So who's my right guard? Right. You know, and Jake Majors is probably going to start again at center. Uh, so right guard, right tackle, still a question mark. You're right. There's there's a ton of questions. Uh, your top receiver also, Brandon Eagles, is gone. So who's, who steps up? Joshua Moore looked great in the first two weeks of the season, but since then it's been pretty pedestrian. Uh, and then there's injuries all over. But like you said, there's all – see, that's the great thing about covering Texas is I can look at all of these issues and think, okay, this is going to be a problem, this is going to be a problem. Oh, wait, there's Sam Ellinger, who just seems to get it done. I don't know right. how he does right. it. Right, Just I, there, He's that factor. Like, I mean, it's it's amazing that he can kind of – I guess he would be the diaper because he catches all the crap and he makes it work. I don't <laughs> I mean, I've said that multiple times, but it kind of feels like it's the truth. I mean, yeah. with Sam, it's like. Yes, totally. Uh, so offensively, you're missing a lot. Defensively, you're missing a lot. I don't know where to go on this game. Yeah, I mean, in going back to Neuer, you know, I mean, he he hasn't been asked to throw a bunch. And when he does, he's not great. He's thrown as, almost as many touchdowns as interceptions. So it's like, okay, if you could just really bail out to try to stop the run and force them to throw. Like this is a classic game, I think, where I just I would just trust Ellinger to win with his rushing attack versus their rushing attack, if that's what it comes down to. And then at the end of the day, even though Ellinger's not been great in terms of consistently making plays down the field with his arm, I just I'm, I'm going to still trust him. If if one of these quarterbacks can make plays down the field, it's it's Ellinger over Neuer, and that's that's where I think te- right. Texas is going to win this game. I do think that even, even though they're missing everybody, I still they're what a, a touchdown plus favorite here. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, betonline.ag has them listed at a nine, nine and a half, I believe was the last time I checked. Uh, so we're looking at that. Uh nine and a half points. I still think Texas is a touchdown, wins is by a touchdown. Uh and we'll get in predictions here in just a second, but I, I kind of want to know who's your X factor in this game? Like who's the guy that you think is going to turn this game in favor for Texas or for Colorado? Like who who's the guy? All right, before we get into the rest of the conversation with Ari Tampkin, I want to let you know about BuiltGo.com. We all got a wall to break through, mental, physical. You got to make, you got to get through it to go every day. Best way to do it, Built Go. It's easy, one and a half ounce packages. You can put in your briefcase, put it in your gym bag, power through that workout, or in your pocket just to help you get through your day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. Five-hour energy without that same crash feeling. Plus, it's all natural, so it's better for your body. Chocolate mint is absolutely one of my favorite flavors, and you've got to check it out. Built Go combines that energy gel with a collagen protein. Fast-absorbing, so it gets you in your system fast. It's easy on the stomach. And we, like we said, it was all natural. So it's not you're not putting that junk in your body. And check this out. The collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health and stuff literally makes you look better and as we said with all the nutrients in it it's going to make you feel better it's going to help you power through your day 
Go to BuiltGo.com. Use that promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D. You're getting 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, as we finish up our conversation here with Ari Temp, getting you ready for the Alamo Bowl, just want to remind NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every game, every team, move around the NFL, get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Because for me, it's Bajan Robinson. Because mm. I think if he can run the football uh, against that Colorado defense, that's going to change the dynamic of the entire game. Yeah, and the question is, are they going to give him enough carries? It's going to, I mean, are we going to get 10 to 12 carries? Are we going to get 15 to 20 carries from so John Robinson? Hold on, let's talk about that for a second. Bajon Robinson. When you look at the caliber of a Bajon Robinson, he's a 20-touch guy, right? I mean, minimum. Yeah. This guy should get 20 touches a game. Yes. Uh, and as you've seen, he's only played really half the season, and he leads the team in yards rushing and yards from scrimmage. And he's played half the games, <laughs> essentially. I mean, he hasn't started, and and he had to split the carry. So my question for you is, did Tom Herman leave Ohio State where they featured a running back by the name of Ezekiel Elliott and then forget how to use a running back? You know, I, it's obviously been such a huge question this season. You know, why not get better usage out of him? You know, and it was like when the season started, I remember hearing, you know, Tom talk about, you know, Tom Herman talk about the the, the usage that they're going to expect to see out of him. and They don't want to overload the freshmen. Right, exactly, exactly, same stuff. And, I mean, that's what you saw. And then you got into a groove where it was like, yeah, okay, between 10 and 15 carries. And then it's like, but he's so explosive and so good. It's just crazy to me how you can watch him and give him the ball, especially, you know, at some points of the season and not be like, yeah, he needs, he needs twice as I, – I just – I don't – Hopefully it works out in the next year where it's like he's fresher and now you can give him twice as many carries. But I just don't understand how you can watch him and be like, you know, we shouldn't we shouldn't triple the amount. Like you give him five carries in a game and watch him and not be like, you know, we should actually probably give him triple that. Or oh, here's, that. I, I looked up the stats. So I went back and looked at the numbers. Red zone carries. Oh, I'm sorry. Goal to go situational carries. So within 10 yards of the end zone. Wow. How many how many of those opportunities did B. John Robinson get? Okay, let me ask you this question. How many opportunities do they have? They had about 28, I think. is 28. Where they ran the ball. Not, I mean, they did throw the ball as well in the red zone or in the goal to so go. Okay, so you're saying in goal to go, how many times did they give the ball to Bajan Robinson? First in, first in goal to go, 28, 28 carries. How many of those went to Bajan Robinson? Yeah. One? Two. And it was let me just tell you, Casey Thompson had as many runs as Bajan Robinson in goal-to-go situations. Casey Thompson. Well, maybe that'll be their dynamic. Their, their, that'll be their red zone option next year. Oh, Casey Thompson? Don't read Casey Thompson to Bajan Robinson. Uh, that's if he can beat out Hudson Card. And I right. don't think he will. Right. Um, yeah, so that to that's, me – That's disturbing. I'm disturbed is. by that. The guys that they gave the ball the most to, and I can understand it, was Roshan Johnson which he's kind of more of their physical back, I I would say. 
Well, if you if you're gonna hand the ball off 28 times on a first and goal situation or a, or a goal to go situation, I would just hope that I would be able to get more carries for Bajan Robinson. Yeah, I don't know who no. is the expense of that, but somebody is. And I made this comment uh, with Longhorns Wire about every time they get into the red zone or goal to go situation, they take Bijan off the field, and I and I'm sitting there going, why? This guy is your team leader in yards after contact and yards after the catch as a running back. Get him the ball. You know, yeah. that's that's my thing. Horrible All right, well, let's, let's, well, uh, let's well, but I got to get you my guy. You give your guy, and Bajan Robinson's a good one. It but, should be your guy, too. All right, go ahead. Sure. I mean, and I'll, I'll say, okay, he's he's 1A and then 1B, or 1B is Bajan Robinson, and 1A would be Carrick, who you talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, because... I think Kirk Stetter is going to come back next year. I think, you know, Okafor already announced he's coming back next year. So, I mean, the big the big replacement is going to be at left tackle with Cosme going to the draft and being a first-round pick, probably. So, Carrick, I mean, he, he's got big shoes to fill, but this is a guy with high expectations coming in. So, yeah, I mean, this is sort of your, your first protect the blind side of Sam Ellinger in this game and keep him clean and, yeah. uh, and, and you know, all of a sudden, now this looks like a really good offensive line that projects into next year. Absolutely. The starting left tackle should be Tommy Brockermeyer, but thanks a lot, Tom Herman. Messed that one up. <laughs> or Herb Hand. One of you two did. Uh, There's a bunch of kids at, uh, in Texas that are. Yeah, it's 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 not pretty. And uh, Alabama, I think, had took the number one player in Texas at each in like six different positions this, this class. So it's ridiculous. And that kid from Duncanville could play in the NFL today. Oh, the, the linebacker? Yeah. 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 That is a 19-year-old He man. looks He looks like Derrick Henry <laughs> as a linebacker. As soon as I saw him, I was like, this dude's ridiculous. That is, um, that's a 19-year-old. Holy what are God. you, artificially created in a lab? Yes. You got to be. Uh, let's, let's talk. Who do you – let's get your predictions here. Uh, who's your offensive MVP for this game, defensive MVP, and who wins the football game? Wow, offensive MVP is easy. It's Sam Ellinger because it has to be in order for the he game. He won last year too, so right. let's give it to him again. Well, and it has to be because of the way that I think this game will. Um, defensive MVP is that's an interesting one because um, now I'm gonna have to look at like a roster of like who is play who is available for this game. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because last year it was Joseph Asai because he was an absolute monster in this game. Uh, I got got one. I'm going to go with Jacoby Jones. Okay. He's kind of going to be playing the Joseph Asai role, or or so we expect. And then next year he'll probably be in a competition with Marquez Bamaj when he's coming back after opting out this season, Uh, at least we hope. Uh, But, yeah, I think Jacoby Jones, he's played really well at the defensive in position, and I think moving him to a jack roll might be a little bit better, better suited for him. Uh, so yeah, I, I will. Uh, I'll go with him as my. I'm obviously going to go with my guy, Bijan, as my MVP because I think he's going to uh, run wild in this game as long as they give him the carries. That's that's the big thing. It's if they give him the carries because if not, it's it's going to be Sam. We already know that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you went with the upset pick. Yeah, I guess you could say. Yeah, I'm gonna go Sam Ellinger, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take Texas to win this one. I'm gonna go 31, 
24. I think I have it a little higher scoring. That uh, sounds about right. I think I'm going to go Texas 45-38. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair uh, between the two teams uh, just because of what Texas is missing. I think they're going to have to outscore them. Um, and I know that's cliche to say, oh, they got to outscore them. You have to outscore them in every game. But uh, I think it's going to become a shootout uh, in this game. Uh, the big question is which team is going to have mi- bigger plays uh, throughout the game. And if, if it comes down to a, a, a game where Colorado has to throw the ball a lot, I like Texas chances in that game. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, again, I, I go back to I'm just not confident, even though they have a great running game, and I, I'm curious about how Texas's defense can stop that Colorado running game. I think, you know, I, I just trust Sam Ellinger in this offense to make more plays, even with everything they, they've lost. Uh, I think the big plays are going to be made by, by Texas in this one. All right, once again, I want to thank Ari Temkin for hopping on the Locked on Longhorns podcast, helping you get ready for the Alamo Bowl. Uh, just make sure you tune in tomorrow. Like we said, we're going to have a recap and talk about what this means for the Texas Longhorns moving forward uh, and what's this mean for that coaching staff, Tom Herman and crew, as there's still some question marks around him, uh, around his future, but we'll get into all that. Uh, but once again, thanks to Ari Temkin, Ferrari, and Patrick, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hook him.